Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. I am Dr. William Epperly, and um, tonight I want to talk to you about it. And I'm not talking about information technology, although I am going to provide some pretty cool information and it does involve some pretty cool technology. It's something that women find it hard to discuss sometimes with anyone, even their doctors, because it's, it's often of a personal or sensitive nature. I'm referring to women's sexual health. And the reason it's worth talking about is because sexuality is a significant part of who we are. And for various reasons, the sexual experience can be impaired. Those reasons can be many. And today we're gonna to talk about some of them and ways to address them. This uh, is just a little bio about me. I've been in practice since 1985. So I guess that's about 36 years or so now. And uh, I've been in the same place the whole time. It started as a mainstream doctor practicing Western medicine, but quickly became more involved in hormonal medicine, uh, integrative medicine, clinical nutrition, allergies, and other uh, assorted areas. Well, what if I told you that you can opt out of menopause? So what if we replace your hormones with uh, the ones that are missing, uh, and what if that could revive your intimate life? Well, let's talk about what menopause is exactly. So menopause is your transition from having high levels of estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone to having low levels, and that results in a lot of changes. So we're going to be talking about that and hormone optimization as well as a cool technology that can help with problems associated with this time of life. Well, what are hormones? Well, hormones are just chemical messengers that are made by the endocrine glands that act to control the certain actions of other cells and organs in your body. And they kind of work in a lock and key fashion, which means that the hormone interacts with a hormone receptor site to basically turn a uh, turn the turn the lock and that, that makes things happen in cells and in organs. So one question a couple of questions we ask uh, about this is in terms of hormones and aging is do we age because we lose our hormones or do we lose our hormones because we age? Well it turns out that both are true. We lose uh, hormones as we age and that makes us age even faster. So one of the keys of anti-aging medicine is to replace hormones that uh, we have lost over time. So I don't know if these symptoms sound familiar to any of you, 
But uh, these are a lot of the symptoms that are involved as a woman goes through menopause. Now, a woman named Suzanne Summers has written tons of books on women's health. And I like uh, what she says when she describes the symptoms of menopause. She, she calls them the seven dwarfs of menopause. And they are itchy, bitchy, sweaty, sleepy, bloated, forgetful, and all dried up. And I think you'll see most of those symptoms on this slide. Now, the one symptom that she doesn't include in the seven dwarfs is the hot flashes. So these are the symptoms that can really affect a woman's quality of life and actually make her kind of, uh, kind of miserable. And we are going to focus um, a lot on uh, a few of these uh, specifically. So if you are having symptoms because of hormone depletion, then the logical treatment for that would be hormone replacement. So unlike uh, Western doctors who often treat menopause symptoms with antidepressants or synthetic uh, hormone lookalikes, we believe that the best way to treat menopause is with bioidentical hormones. What does that mean? That means that the hormone molecule itself is exactly the same molecule that you have in your body already. So this is preferable to the synthetic birth control pills or Provera, or even some of the patches have synthetic progestins in them. So that is not the preferred method. It, it, the best way to replace hormones is to replace with exactly what your body is missing. So bioidentical hormones can take uh, several forms. Uh, one form are pills, which we don't really advocate that too much for estrogen and testosterone, simply because when you ingest a hormone like that, you experience what's known as a first pass effect, which uh, when the hormone is absorbed to the intestinal tract, it goes to the liver and most of it is removed. And that can have some negative effects on clotting factors, which may explain why some women with, uh, who take oral hormones, especially birth control pills, can experience an increase in risk of blood clots and stroke. So we actually prefer a transdermal or subdermal uh, method of hormone replacement. So transdermal means either a patch, such as a Vivel dot or a Chimera patch, or a compounded hormone gel. And not all hormone gels have to be compounded either. There are actually bioidentical forms of estrogen replacement, like a spray called Evamist or Estrogel or Estroderm. The problem with those, however, is that that is only estradiol. And usually we prefer to use a cream which has estradiol and estriol, which is the other um, estrogen. And we can also, when we use those creams, we compound them to also include oftentimes progesterone and testosterone. Now, another option for that a lot of women like, especially women who have had a hysterectomy, are uh, hormone pellet implants. And that's a procedure where uh, every three to six months, you would come to the office and in a short little surgical procedure, have pellets inserted under the skin. And then they just slowly release estrogen and testosterone into your system which provides a nice steady release of those hormones. 
then you would also take uh, uh, progesterone orally to balance those hormones. So all of those methods are, are helpful and it just depends on uh, the individual and, and what they prefer and what their individual circumstance is. So what are the positive effects of natural bioidentical estrogen? Well, there are many, and they're basically the opposite of the previous, of, a, of another uh, earlier slide that showed uh, the effects of declining estrogen. So instead of having hot flashes, uh, the um, estrogen will make them go away. And that's probably the most noticeable and, and easy to accomplish uh, a goal or effect of estrogen. But estrogen does a lot of other things. It maintains the collagen in your skin. And uh, for example, a lot of women who are postmenopausal will uh, sometimes get these uh, vertical lines around their lips and the estrogen can help uh, prevent that. And it does that presumably through the maintenance of the collagen. Um, estrogen also affects serotonin and dopamine neurotransmitters. And these are the happy hormones in your brain. Uh, a very important effect of estrogen is the maintenance of bone density and, and, and actually increasing bone strength. Because when you lose estrogen in menopause, the um, bone building cells that uh, increase bone strength and the osteoclast, which, de which um, break down bone, there develops an imbalance of the activity of those cells. The estrogen and testosterone help to restore that balance so that you not only can maintain bone health and strength, but you actually can reverse it. So in our practice over the years, we've seen a number of patients who have actually gone from osteoporosis all the way back to normal by being on bioidentical hormone replacement. Estrogen and testosterone also help maintain memory. Uh, they can help prevent neurodegenerative conditions. They improve lipid panels and uh, just in general help to protect bone, breast, brain, and heart. And you might be surprised to see that on the last line there of protecting breast because a lot of women and doctors for that matter believe that estrogen causes breast cancer and therefore must be avoided. Actually, that is a myth. And um, I referred to Suzanne Summers earlier. One of her books uh, talks a lot about uh, the fact that she had breast cancer and it was treated, and then she went on estrogen replacement therapy. She didn't do that on her own. She actually consulted with a number of experts and they all gave her the go ahead to do that. Because if you properly replace estrogen and balance it with progesterone, bioidentical progesterone, you do not increase your risk of breast cancer. In fact, uh, you lower your risk of breast cancer from baseline. And, uh, but it has to be bioidentical progesterone because bioidentical progesterone is what we call anti-proliferative, which means that it helps to counter the uh, proliferative effects of estrogen on the breast tissue. So in order to not have estrogen cause breast cancer, you wanna make sure you, you first of all, use bioidentical estrogen and uh, secondarily balance that with an appropriate amount of progesterone. So I mentioned progesterone. So progesterone levels do begin to decline uh, after age 30. 
Now, what, what is progesterone? What's it for? What, what did God give it to us for? Well, basically, progesterone, uh, well, let's look at the word progesterone, progest. So pro, meaning promote, and gest, meaning gestation or pregnancy. So progesterone was meant to promote pregnancy. So when your ovary uh, uh, releases an egg, uh, the part that's left over in the ovary called the corpus luteum produces progesterone. Progesterone has an effect on the lining of the uterus to get it ready for implantation of a fertilized uh, ovum. So progesterone results in a change in the lining of the uterus. Then if implantation doesn't occur, then the corpus luteum goes away and your progesterone levels decline. So what that means, oh, and then when the progesterone declines, then your uh, lining of the uterus changes and then you have a period and you shed it and get ready uh, for the next uh, round. So that is the primary purpose of progesterone. Now there are some other effects of progesterone and, and how it interacts with other hormones, but that's its main uh, function. And um, if you have too much estrogen in relation to progesterone, you can develop something that some people call uh, estrogen dominance. So that's treated either by managing the estrogen levels because they can sometimes be too high or, or you may have trouble detoxifying estrogen uh, or you can simply add progesterone to the mix to uh, balance the effect of the estrogen. So that's where uh, the role of progesterone primarily lies. So what about testosterone? So some women are surprised that we even talk about testosterone uh, in women because everybody knows that testosterone is a male hormone. Well, here's an interesting fact. That is that women actually have more testosterone in their bodies than they have estrogen. So clearly testosterone is important for women. So what does testosterone do? Well, it uh, provides a major, it can provide major symptom relief of uh, uh, menopause, and it also helps protect the bones, the brain, breast, and heart. Um, as I said, it's present in both men and women. And um, as we know, there are large amounts in women and smaller amounts in men, uh, uh, large amounts in men, sorry, and small amounts in women, about one tenth to one twentieth as much in women. But it still um, is more than uh, the estrogen than they have. Now, men lose uh, from the age of 30 to 70, about one to 3% uh, per year. But women, on the other hand, lose up to 50% per year when they go from 20 to 40. So that's huge. And um, one of the big things that testosterone does in men and women is give uh, sex drive or libido. So when testosterone drops, uh, libido can drop and it also affects sexual function. Um, so things like arousal and the ability to, um, to have proper vaginal lubrication and the ability to achieve orgasm and the quality of the orgasm or the intensity. So these are some other positive effects of testosterone. They are important for brain health, uh, mental, mental clarity, they're mood supportive, 
they um, support the emotions, relieving depression and anxiety. Um, they can help with focus, mental focus. They can uh, certainly enhance physical and athletic performance. There is some breast protection um, and um, testosterone is very heart healthy. <clears throat> some doctors actually uh, mistakenly believe that like in men that they shouldn't be on testosterone that uh, that it increases risk of heart attack and actually the opposite is true. So so we use testosterone quite a bit in men and women, um, and one of the side effects is heart protection. Uh, testosterone is very uh, good for bone health as well. Now, it, the estrogen is actually more important for bone health than testosterone, but testosterone certainly makes a difference as well. Um, muscle strength obviously is a, uh, an effect of testosterone. Now, women don't need to fear that if they get testosterone replacement, they're going to develop big muscles. That just doesn't really happen in women. And uh, plus the fact that in order for that to happen, a woman would have to actually uh, do a lot of resistance training over time to actually see significant muscle growth. Um, and finally, testosterone can help reduce body fat and lower cholesterol. Now, another hormone that is important for women and men is cortisol. And many of you might recognize this as the so-called stress hormone. Now, there's a lot of other hormones that go up with stress, but cortisol is, is probably the main one that we think about. And uh, so cortisol actually on a daily basis goes up and down. And uh, if it goes up and stays up, then you have... Um, a situation where you can start to increase belly fat and uh, other um, things as well. So you don't want your cortisol to be high all the time. You just want it to be high when you need it. So uh, sometimes if cortisol is high for too long, your brain will literally downregulate your cortisol. And sometimes your cortisol can get stuck in the low position, and that's what some people call adrenal fatigue. Uh, there's actually no such thing as adrenal fatigue per se. The adrenals don't get tired. They're just being told to make less cortisol. Um, but then, as I say, um, it's, a, it's actually a, what's called a dysfunction of the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It becomes downregulated, and that's what uh, is called adrenal fatigue. So but when cortisol is too high uh, and stays high, it can actually increase uh, belly fat, which you can see in this gal is not experiencing belly fat because she's meditating and she does that on a regular basis. Uh, and she probably eats healthy and exercises and all that other stuff. So as I say, cortisol in high amounts for long periods of time can uh, promote fat storage, particularly around a woman's waist. So we wanna make sure we control cortisol levels with healthy lifestyle, stress management, sleep, exercise, healthy diet, uh, and sometimes adaptogenic herbs uh, help to reset that HPA axis. Uh, some of those herbs would be things like ashwagandha, rimania, uh, ginseng, and um, a few others, rhodiola. So that's, um, that's what cortisol uh, can do.
So how can hormone therapy help? Um, and we call it BHRT, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. So basically when you use BHRT, you are going to ease the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. And as I say, we use bioidentical hormones because they closely mirror what your body does naturally. And I would, I would say, I would say not just closely mirror, I would say they exactly do what your, your body does naturally <clears throat> um, on its own. So, uh, and then because you're using bioidentical hormones, you are minimizing the negative side effects that are commonly associated with synthetic hormones like Prempro and birth control pills and that sort of thing. So these are some of the benefits of bioidentical hormones. Um, as I say, the correction of hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, memory loss, uh, help with uh, controlling weight gain, uh, sleep issues, loss of interest in sex or pain during sex. Now, the way that hormones help with this last one is because if you replace testosterone, you're going to increase libido. You will also increase quality of orgasms and arousal. And the way that it helps with pain is because if you apply bioidentical hormones, either systemically or topically, you can improve uh, vaginal lubrication and, and the thickness of the lining of the vagina so that it's not uh, irritated during sex and also um, there's better lubrication. Now, these hormones can be given either uh, systemically, uh, preferably through the uh, skin transdermally, as I said, or they can also be applied topically. So there's various ways to do topical hormones. You can use a, um, a little bit of testosterone gel to the genital area or you can put DHEA tablets inside the vagina. Uh, five milligram DHEA tablets with a little bit of KY jelly can, can be very good for vaginal uh, well-being. And um, <clears throat> vaginal estrogen also is very uh, powerful way of restoring vaginal health. Uh, the condition of vaginal dryness or pain during sex is called atrophic vaginitis. And another associated condition with that are frequent urinary tract infections because the tissue uh, around the urethral meatus where the urine comes out can become atrophic and bacteria can more easily get into the bladder and set up an infection. So it's okay to talk about it. And as I say, it refers to sexual health or gynecologic health. And this is a problem that can occur oftentimes in women as they age. In fact, it turns out that sexual satisfaction is a key part of a woman's physical and emotional well-being. And there's research that validates this. There's studies from around the world that show that a healthy and happy sex life is, is more than just uh, about post-orgasmic endorphins. It impacts everything from uh, longevity and heart disease and mental health and, and relationships. It enhances your sexual satisfaction and that enhances everything else. Um, you know, put simply better sex, better life. 
So many women, however, experience less sexual satisfaction than they would like. And uh, they generally don't always like to talk about it, but uh, that is um, the way it often is. And so there's uh, something that uh, we could call a pleasure gap. And it's the well-documented gap between how much pleasure men and women experience during sex. So it turns out that only about a third of women uh, reach an orgasm every time they have sex versus three quarters of men. So in fact, 30% of women have trouble climaxing at all. And uh, only 20% of uh, women can have an orgasm from just intercourse. Yet women have 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris, which is twice the number that a man has uh, in his penis. So as women age, various factors can lead to a cyclical decline in their sexual satisfaction and arousal. Uh, and there's a variety of mental and physical factors that have a negative impact on female sexual satisfaction. And we've been talking about them uh, already that uh, includes hormones and then menopause related symptoms, uh, including vaginal dryness and pain with sex and um, if you have painful sex, then obviously it's not something that you would look forward to or um, uh, want to you know, continue. And the, and the thing is, is that pain is a real um, sex killer uh, in both sexes if there's any pain associated uh, with sex. So, uh, so you wanna get rid of pain, obviously. Um, so other things that can affect um, sexual health is job stress. And, um, and I would say um, really stress of any kind, whether it's your job or things at home or things with the kids or the in-laws or whatever it is. And then that speaks to the relationship issues, which can also um, affect uh, a woman. And it's not just relationship with her partner. As I say, it can be relationships with other people as well. It can have a, a negative uh, impact on her um, sexual satisfaction. So, um, so these factors can lead to what we call arousal deficit cycle, where declining arousal and satisfaction leads to further decreases in arousal and satisfaction. So what if you could feel like this again? So here's a couple driving 90 miles an hour above the clouds, full exhilaration and joy and, and happiness. So um, maybe that's possible. But we would just invite you then to schedule what we could call a menopause makeover, basically a head to toe refresh that provides exactly what you're missing, the bioidentical hormones, so thank you for listening to the webinar. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook, or you can uh, check out our website at forumhealthbloomingdale.com. So thank you all for listening today, and we hope you enjoyed this webinar, and we hope that it's useful for you. And feel free to let us know if you have any questions or contact our office, and we will provide you whatever help we can. Thanks again, and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. 
To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.